This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 97. So excited for this one. Let's go. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, he once inhaled a helium balloon hoping he'd float, Pat Flynn. Now, as you know, I've been in the podcasting space for quite a long time now, and I've had a lot of success with the multiple shows and and episodes and even the courses I've created. Part of my success is due to how particular I've been in the tools that I use, and one of my favorite tools is Buzzsprout. For those of you who are not familiar with Buzzsprout, you need to be, because if you have a podcast or you're looking to start one, Buzzsprout is by far the easiest way to start podcasting, and they're making it even easier. This is a podcast host, and it allows you to get listed on all the top directories, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, et cetera. I use it myself. They've provided advanced stats for us now so that you can track your podcast downloads and understand exactly what things are happening with your show, which is really key, right? Just there's not a lot of data that uh, a lot of tools give us access to, and Buzzsprout is some of the best. They'll even help you build a website for your podcast so your audience can easily find you online and listen to all the episodes right from your site too, even if you don't have a website. On the technical side, this is one of the coolest things I've seen in a while. Through the host, Buzzsprout, you can automatically optimize your audio through their newest feature, Magic Mastering. So Magic Mastering is like an Instagram filter, but for your audio, and it takes the audio you have and just automatically masters it to match the Apple Podcast authoring best practices. It's totally awesome. Just, I love them because not only is it just a super easy tool to use, but I know the team there, they are the sponsor of this episode, and I wanted to make sure you got to know who they are because they're, they're a great tool, and if you're just starting out with Buzzsprout, you can actually get a special deal. Their plans start at $12 a month. Buzzsprout is a wonderful partner of mine, and you know, you can actually get 33% more time on your plan, whichever plan you choose, just through this link alone. And that's smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. And that's a huge deal, 33% extra time on your plan just by going through that link. You can claim that again by going to smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. Check them out, they're awesome. What's up, everybody? This is Pat Flynn. I'm so excited you're here, and you know I might as well be floating in the sky right now because I just checked... My stats right before recording this, I I always check my stats before recording, and we just passed 7 million downloads of the Smart Passive Income podcast. Uh, I I can't even fathom that number. It's so incredible. I mean, just thank you so much for all the support. I actually just released another podcast. I love podcasting so much that I I released another podcast. You can find that at askpat.com. And that's a new podcast where I go on the show daily to answer voicemail questions from you. So if you have a question, check out Ask Pat. That's been live for about two weeks now, and that has surpassed 115,000 downloads. And I'm just, you know, this blows my mind. I mean, if you're not doing a podcast or if you're at least not just somehow producing content for the world, um, you're missing out because this is just so much fun and you're changing lives. And I'm just so thankful that, you know, this is possible. I mean, this is crazy, but of course, this wouldn't happen without you, and thank you so much for being here, and I have to thank also my buddy John Lee Dumas, who's actually our guest for the show today. I had him on the show before. Um, That was the first time he was on was August 16th, 2013, which was exactly 180 days ago, just about six months ago, and since we've had him on the show, he's, oh my gosh, he's just exploded. I mean, even more than he had already exploded. I mean, he's literally on fire right now because he's making a lot more money. He's helping a lot more people. And I wanted to bring him on the show this time, a second time around, 
to do a couple things. One, to thank him live for the inspiration for Ask Pat and to sort of share with you guys where the idea for that came from. Um, and also just to dive into what's really been working for him lately. He's making over six figures a month now, a month, um, and you know more than me. And so I'm, I'm diving into his brain and picking his brain so we can all learn from what's working for him. And he's using a lot of interesting strategies that uh, you know aren't very difficult. Um, so I think we should all pay attention to that, of course. And I also wanted to get his advice and, 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 and expertise and wisdom on including sponsors in one's podcast episode or advertising space on one's blog because that is something that we all have a potential opportunity to do and there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. John's doing it very, very well, I feel. His show continues to grow despite having sponsors, which is something I was totally against uh, before. And he's sort of enlightened me and showed me that there is a way for it to be a win for everybody. So we talk about that, the pros and cons and what, what to do and what not to do. Um, so let's just get right into the interview. This is John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire, one of my great, great friends who lives here in San Diego with me, and, and we've been hanging out in person. He met my wife April, and April loves him, and, and this is just so cool. So uh, you know, I'm very, very happy to welcome John Lee Dumas from entrepreneuronfire.com, second time here on the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Here's the interview. John Dumas, what's up? Welcome back to the Smart Passive Income Podcast. How are you? Pat Flynn, numero dos, I can't wait. Welcome to San Diego, by the way. Ah, I love San Diego so much. Uh, John and I got to hang out the other night. Um, I introduced him to my wife, April. We had a good time. We hang out with a bunch of other people. It just seems like everybody's coming to San Diego now. A bunch of entrepreneurs are rocking it out. I mean, Pat, if you could live anywhere in the world, if you were location independent, why not San Diego? I mean, I'm here, right? <laughs> <laughs> and now I am too. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So everybody listening, I, I wanted John to come back on the show because he's been just absolutely crushing it online. He, he's in the six-figure a month range, and we'll get, into, we'll get into that and his breakdown because he's doing monthly income reports now, and they are very inspiring to me. And then we'll talk about a conversation that he and I had a couple months ago, which inspired Ask Pat, my new podcast. And then we're going to talk about sponsors, uh, sponsorships because if you listened to John's show at on entrepreneur on fire you'll know that he has and includes sponsors in his show whereas i don't and so we're going to talk about and back and forth go between the pros and cons and um, if you're going to add sponsors what you should do and should look out for and even also john if you wanted to get into um, maybe we can get into okay well how do you reach out to a company to potentially sponsor your show and things like that absolutely sound good i can't wait okay so give us an update you were on SPI podcast episode 77 and we talked about you how you went from nothing to five figures per month in less than a year uh, by starting Entrepreneur on Fire. What, what has happened since then? Wow. So a lot has happened, Pat. Those five figure per month actually have now turned into six figures a month. Inspired by you, Kate and I actually did start to launch a monthly income report in September of 2013, which was our one year anniversary. I think that month we were in the Forty to fifty thousand dollar range, but then every month after that, we've been right at or under a hundred thousand dollars a month, for a lot of different reasons. Number one, our sponsorship revenue has really gone through the roof. Number two, Podcasters Paradise, which is a community that I created for podcasters, has just gone off the roof. And especially here in January, where we actually did break a hundred and fifty-eight thousand dollars for the month, we just released our income report today, Pat. And 96,000 of that was from Podcasters Paradise. So that's where the huge numbers are coming from. And I'm excited to share with you, just like I share with podcasters and you share with people that are looking to do smart passive income, 
our income reports. 96,000 from that one piece of your business. And then you have the sponsorships and then you also have books on Amazon and a bunch of other things going on. Yeah, a lot of things. So, okay, these are ridiculous numbers. I mean, they're they're awesome. I'm, I mean, I'm so happy for you. I told you that in person the other day. I'm just so proud of, I mean, because I, I was there with you since the beginning, you know, <laughs> at New Media Expo a couple of years ago. And, and here you are it, passing me an income. Uh, and, and this isn't about the income. It's just about what, what the income can do for us. And I, and I see that you've moved to San Diego and you have this, uh, you know, awesome you know, ability to, to have the freedom to do what you want to do now, which is, which is great. And people don't, you know, don't think that, you know, you have to get to six figures a month to do that. <laughs> I've only reached that at one point. I mean, even when I first started my online business, um, you know, the five figure, you know, either the low five figure a month range was just enough to live off, live off of. So, so don't get bogged down by these numbers, even though these numbers are ridiculously high. And I want to talk about them really quick. So podcasters paradise, talk about, where that idea came from and 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 how are how are you able to generate this much income from this thing that you created i think this is a really good topic because pat it's a question that i receive all the time from my listeners john how do i know what products and services to create and the powerful thing that you've done pat and that i've been able to do in the last couple years is build an audience and that audience will tell you what they're struggling with what their obstacles are what they're afraid of and then we can create products and services based off what they're telling us so that minimally viable product that we can create already has an audience already has clients that are ready to jump into it and that's exactly what happened the podcast is paradise people are asking me john how do i rank higher in itunes how do i get guests from my podcast you know how do i do any number of things that it takes to actually create a successful podcast, monetize, grow, even just create the first couple steps. And for me, it was so obvious to take that next step and to create Podcasters Paradise, which is the community to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. And now as we sit, Pat, we have over 530 members within Podcasters Paradise. And it's not cheap to get in. We've been continuously raising the price as we've added value to Podcasters Paradise. It now sits at $997. And I will say another great thing about 2014, besides it being the year of the podcast, Pat, is truly the year of the live webinar. Because once a week, Kate and I do a really fun, free live webinar for podcasters where we just share everything, the, insp- the inspirational things that are going on in the podcasting world, some great tips, tools, and tactics about podcasting. And then we do a deep dive into Podcasters Paradise. And 92% of our sales happen on those live webinars, Pat, which I know that you've, had, you, you've experienced a great success, success with Clay Collins and Lee Pages. We're finding the exact same thing for live webinars. So that's just two great takeaways. Listen to your audience to create a product and then be willing to get on and just give away a lot of stuff for free via live webinars and show people exactly what they're going to get. Yeah, I mean, the live webinar thing has been really successful when I did it. And I will be honest with everybody out there. It's scary. It's a scary thing to do, these live webinars. Yes. I mean, and, and it's funny because I know I go on stage and I speak and um, for some reason, I still get the heebie-jeebies before getting onto a webinar, and um, I think I, that is something I have to get over because webinars are definitely working. I've seen it work for you, John. I've seen it working for Derek Halpern and Amy Porterfield. I mean, if you go on Facebook at all, you'll see probably one of you three in 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 your newsfeed, um, you know, with a sponsored post. And I know a lot of people see see those and and they wonder what the strategy is behind that. So so let's get a little bit deeper into the strategy behind that. So you create a post and you're targeting specific things to point that ad to or to have it 
enter people's feeds? How, how are you targeting those ads? That's a great question. So we are using Facebook ads to incredible success. Basically, Facebook ads, lead pages, and Infusionsoft are the only three tools that we need to be running these webinars. So I have a great team. We have one expert on my team that's a pro at Facebook ads. And you actually know him, Pat Flanitz, Rick Mulready. And he's just, he knows what he's doing. He does great work when it comes to Facebook ads. And then also we have Valerie Schutman, who is working behind the scenes, doing great Facebook ads for us. And we're targeting people that know, like, and trust entrepreneurs, Pat, like myself, like you, like Amy Porterfield, like Lewis House, who have these great audiences that potentially those people would want to jump on a webinar to learn more about podcasting. So our latest, uh, <laughs> our latest Facebook ad, which I saw that we actually went back and forth with Pat, which is me on a boat with a spear. It's kind of a fun picture. I'm uh, stabbing like basically a Jaws type figure. And I'm saying, stab, you know, stab fear in the face and start a podcast in 2014. And, you know, we're having a lot of fun with it and it's drawing people towards it. And they click on that image and it takes them to a webinar signup page where they can sign up for this free live month, uh, weekly webinar. And what that's doing, Pat, is that's driving hundreds of people on a weekly basis to this free live webinar where I'm then giving away all this great, valuable information. And then during the last half, I'm actually taking people inside a podcaster's paradise, showing them the 120 video tutorials, showing them the thriving community forum, showing them the live webinars that we've done with people like yourself, Pat, Amy Porterfield, Michael Hyatt, who have shared some great insider tips, tools, and tactics about podcasting, and then saying, hey, guys, we just gave you some great free value about podcasting. Then we showed you Podcasters Paradise. If you want to join, here's a promo code. We'd love if you did. And let's go. And again, 92% of our sales are happening on those live webinars because at that big ticket price pad, at that dollar amount, people aren't just going to go to a sales page and say, okay, I trust these people. Let's buy. They want more. You know, I welcome people. I say, hey, we have Bill from Ontario. We have Sarah from London. And I answer all their questions live time. I'm there answering questions sometimes for 30 minutes after the webinar is done, just having a blast. But I'm building up trust and rapport with them. So that buying decision is a natural one for them. But the thing I'm proudest most about, Pat, and I was sharing this with Amy Porterfield at our party on Saturday, we have a 0.7% refund rate in Podcasters Paradise. And that's what I'm most proud of. Wow, 0.7, that's less than a percent yeah. refund rate. Wow, congratulations, that's awesome. So that's, Thank I you. mean, kudos to you for creating a community and also obviously creating something that works for people. Um, so let's, I mean, I wanna break this down a little, a little bit. Um, first, going back to building an audience. I think that's definitely the most important thing. A lot of people try to create products even before they have an audience or understand an audience. And there's nothing, I mean, I, won't, I don't wanna say it's easy because it's not, but when you have an audience and you can tap into them, and get direct feedback from them to help you create a product that would be perfect for them, which means it would be perfect for a lot of other people in the same audience. I mean, that's the way to go. Um, and a lot of people do it backwards. They, they think of a product and then they find the audience. Well, everything I've done that's been successful and obviously what you've done is you build the audience first and you let the audience tell you what that product is and oftentimes it's not gonna be what you expect. Now, secondly, how you're running these ads on Facebook is really interesting. And I, and, and, and to comment on that image really quick, you know, <laughs> there was some little, you know, I, I, the image was nothing I like I've ever seen before. And I think, you know, an image is supposed to do that. And, you know, there was a little bit of a negative backlash from some people about <laughs> the idea of, of, you know, spearing a shark and, you know, uh, 
PETA would be all over you or whatever. I mean, there were some jokes about that in, in the comments. But, I mean, it's, it's eye-catching, and that's the point of that. And that's to sort of grab people's attention in that news feed. And then you're explaining, well, here's what you can get, and here's something free that I'm offering you. And I really love that. And you're and so you're just to clarify, you're you're using Facebook ads to drive people to an off Facebook page, which is run by lead pages to capture emails. Exactly. Okay, so it's off of Facebook. How much are you paying for per lead, if you don't mind me asking? It's between two to three dollars per actual conversion. So we can actually track the conversion pixels to to show that per actual webinar sign up is typically costing us between two to three dollars. Okay, and for those of you listening, that pixel thing that John was talking about, what happens is you can add this little script on your sort of goal page, whether it's like your um, checkout page, for example, um, where Facebook will actually track to see how many people who click on the ad get to that page, and, and it takes a pixel or an image to sort of process that and for them to calculate it. And so that's how John is able to track that, and I've used that before too. So absolutely, if you're running any type of ads, you should be tracking. So you're, you're using lead pages, and that's going into a live webinar, and it, it is truly a live webinar. It's different every time, right? Every time. I've never run a recorded webinar. Everyone is me on there 15 minutes early, welcoming people as they join, interacting with them, and again, answering live questions on the webinar at the beginning and end. And Pat, like you know me, I really take after you as far as loving transparency. So I mean, I will share it all as far as the numbers. And to give you the quick rundown, you know, it does cost us that two to three dollars per conversion to a webinar sign up. And then about 30% of people that were actually are actually signing up. So for instance, if 200 people sign up, we're having about 60 to 70 people show up. And then of those 60 to 70 people that show up, we're actually having about 30 to 33% of people purchasing on that live webinar. So like a real numbers breakdown would be we had 200 people sign up for the webinar last Tuesday. We had um, 75 people show up. We had 26 people buy. And of those 26 people, we were able to track using that pixel conversion, 20 of them directly to the Facebook ad. So they saw it on Facebook, they signed up, and then they bought. So 20 of those 26 people that bought on the live webinar were for the Facebook ads. We spent $1,800 in the week on Facebook ads, which converted to $14,000 on the webinar because it's $700 per lifetime membership on the live webinar. So those numbers definitely work. Yeah, I mean if I mean that that's the trick here is you have to really look at the numbers and when you, when you think about this, I mean okay, you're paying $1800, which might seem like a lot. But with a $9.90 or 997 or what did you say 700? It's 997, but we do a $300 discount live webinar. Oh, okay. So three sales would already make up the cost yes. of the price of ads plus, you know, if you're in a business, you can write off the cost of those ads as well. That's exactly what happened. So, so tax wise, you can write them off. And we had the 20 sales off of that $1,800. So, you know, above and beyond the tax write off and, you know, already making back that ad, re- that, that ad revenue we spent out, you know, we were well into the green. Hmm. Hmm. I'm learning a lot here, by the way. Thank you. I mean, this, cool. is, this is so cool. Um, and then as far as the webinar is concerned, I, I think everybody who is interested in this sort of uh, strategy. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people who are, are great with Facebook. Amy Porterfield, of course, Rick Mulready. Um, th- those are people you should pay attention to when it comes to understanding Facebook. And then there's, of course, lead pages and how to increase conversions into your webinars and things like that. That's Clay Collins and, and, and the people at lead pages. But as far as the webinar, the actual webinar is concerned, and I love how you mentioned that you're just providing massive value and then you actually take people in to your course. So imagine that, people. If you, if you have a course 
that's the best way to do it. Show people what they're going to get before they get it. That sort of breaks down all their security barriers. They know exactly what they're going to get before they spend that money with you. I use the same strategy with my products that I sell as an affiliate because I want to treat the products I sell as an affiliate as if they were my own products. And if I have my own product, I would walk people through exactly what that course was like so they could see it because I don't want people to go in the course and end up there and be like, oh, this isn't what I expected. Right, You want people in there who are already jazzed up and just excited to be a part of that community, am I right? So big, Pat. Like me taking people inside a podcast is paradise, showing them all of the 115 video tutorials, walking through each one of those, then actually taking them into the resources page and showing them the templates and the document samples, and then taking them inside the form and watch, and they, they can watch live conversations happening as people are answering questions. And then, of course, go to the webinar page where you, Michael Hyatt, Amy Porterfield, have given you know, an hour plus of your time, and then taking them to the paradise maps where we have where everybody is pinpointed all over the world that have opted into that. That is huge. And then being able to, on top of that, say, hey, guys, we just showed you everything that you're going to get. And you have a 30-day, no questions asked, money-back guarantee. Shoot us an email if it's not for you, and we will happily give you an immediate refund. It's almost one of those things where if you want to start podcasting, why wouldn't you do it? Yeah, I mean, that's a great structure. And for whatever product that you might have out there, for those of you listening, um, that's a great – I mean, you, you might as well at least test this, I think. I mean, you you want to try it out and give it a shot. And I know webinars are scary. I already said I'm a little bit scared of them. Um, <laughs> and, and that's actually partly why I've been doing these free Google Hangouts every couple of months is to get me used to interacting live. Um, and, and I know I do that on stage already, but there's just – I don't know. I got to get over that fear. And, and I hope that shows you that even, um, you know, at the, I, I, I know I've been doing pretty good online and stuff, but, you know, I still get fears and I still have to know that I have to get, break through those fears in order to, to find more success. Um, but if you wanted to get some more information on webinars specifically, Lewis House was on the Smart Passive Income podcast way back in episode 28. I remember that one. And uh, that's a great one a lot of people talked about. So if, if, if you're interested in this strategy and you want more information on webinars specifically, um, head on over to episode 28, uh, smartpassiveincome.com slash session 28. Now, I didn't mean to spend this much time on Podcasters Paradise, but I, I think – you know, I really had to go deep into how this worked, into the mechanics of it for everybody out there and also for myself um, to sort of understand this more. So first of all, congratulations to you. I mean, what really gave you the idea to do that? Were, were you modeling somebody else and um, was it always successful, this, this strategy? It was truly an inspiration from Fire Nation, Pat. The emails that I would receive, they formed Podcasters Paradise. Every email that I got was archived and I put them into themes and I broke it down and they built Podcasters Paradise. And I will say it was a success from the beginning and not everything I've done by a long stretch has been successful. Many things have flamed out and burned out and failed, but Podcasters Paradise worked because number one, I got all of it from Fire Nation and that audience that I built that you talked about. That's so important to build that audience. And then Pat, I pre-sold it back in September I said, hey guys, I'm thinking about creating Podcasters Paradise. This is what it's going to be. If you want to get an early bird special, you can pay $197 now for a lifetime membership. It's going to double immediately after this weekend if I decide to go forward with it. And I had 35 people sign up, you know, almost you know, whatever that dollar amount is in sales. It was enough to make me realize that, hey, this is real. I can go forward with this. People have taken out money for something that doesn't yet exist and they've paid for it. They proved that concept. Kate and I went to work over the next month and then we launched on October 31st. 
And since then, Pat, we've done $260,000 in Podcasters Paradise sales. That's awesome. And it's all because you took a chance and you validated it. I mean, your audience validated it for yeah, you. Yeah, 100%. I think, and I think, but before we move on to sponsorships, um, I think another really important point is, is and, and, and I don't mean to disrespect you at all. I mean, obviously not ever. Um, but, but you know, they're, 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 you're teaching podcasts. I have a podcasting tutorial. Cliff Ravenscraft is is the the head honcho when it comes to teaching people mm-hmm. podcasts. Like when you created this, I mean, you tell me what what made you feel like you were qualified to do this. I mean, obviously you've had success with Entrepreneur on Fire, but I mean, there were other people teaching podcasting already, uh, and yet you were still able to create this and be successful, and people are loving it. Why? I really believe, again, it goes back to Fire Nation. The audience that I built was coming to me, Pat, in the multitudes, asking me questions, wanting me to answer these. John, how do you get these sponsorships? John, you know, how do you do this? How do you get these great guests, John? How do you get uh, Gary Vaynerchuk twice? How do you get Pat Flynn twice? How do you get Amy Porterfield twice? Like I was getting these very specific questions that were being asked specifically to me. And I remember the conversation actually because I was in podcasters, uh, the podcast mastermind with Cliff Ravenscraft when you came out with your podcast tutorials. And Cliff was very vocal and he said, you know, Pat came to me first because he's such a nice, genuine guy. And I said, Pat, of course you should create that because there are going to be people that want to learn from you, your audience. Just like me, Cliff, people are going to want to learn specifically from me. And I, that resonated with me that Cliff was just so genuine and just so respectful about that. And I knew that that was the case with Podcasters Paradise. There was just going to be a certain amount of people that wanted something a little more, that wanted the forum and the hundreds of video tutorials that I was going to create that I had envisioned. And so that's why I created it. Well, and they want John Dumas. <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. I mean, that, that I'm so glad that was your answer because that's where I was hoping you would go. We didn't plan this conversation beforehand. No, we were just going to free flow. But I asked that question to sort of tee it up for you, and you you, you hit a hole in one. Uh-huh. You know, even though people are talking about the same thing, you are the only you out there, and you had this audience that resonated with you. So, of course, the thing that you created would be successful, just like when I created podcastingtutorial.com, which is a free resource. That was seventy thousand views, I think, right? Yeah, seventy thousand views <laughs> on that first video. Um, and 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 even then, Cliff has his learnhowtopodcast.com resource and his podcasting A to Z resource, and people want Cliff. People like Pat. People like John. And for those of you listening, people want to deal with you too. If you are able to connect and create a real relationship with with your audience, and that's obviously something that you've done really well, John. So. Uh, kudos to you and thanks for uh, you know hitting that hole in one when I set it up for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really do appreciate that, Pat. Thank you for tossing me that softball. And I do, before we run off this topic, because I think one more really powerful point that you did bring up and we kind of brushed over a little bit was you started doing Google Hangouts, Pat. And so a lot of people, when they think about webinars, they're like, oh my God, I got to get a $400 a month go to meeting account and have people like sign up through this crazy thing. No, it's so easy now. I do all of my webinars, Pat, every single week using Google Hangouts. I take that link from YouTube. I paste it into that lead page page. It just streams the actual YouTube live feed. There's a little chat box below. There's a buy now button right to the right. And it's free. It's unlimited number of people. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to set up. The barrier is so low, Pat. Yeah, I mean... Google Hangouts is a little bit more technical than, say, GoToWebinar as far as how to set it up. And, and the first time you run it, it's a little confusing. Uh, but once you get it, I mean, because I've been doing a number of these, I mean, it just becomes second nature and you just or you create a procedure list and just 
rolling off of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, that's why I love Google Hangouts. Um, it's unlimited, I think, up to a million, which if you had a million on your webinar, that would be awesome. It's a goal. <laughs> I'll admit it. <laughs> Um, but that's so cool to hear that that you did that. I didn't even know you you did that. So um, don't think like you have to spend four hundred dollars a month, or you know if you go to the lower price, I think it's like ninety nine dollars for a hundred people. I think it's three ninety nine or four ninety nine to have a thousand people all in at a time for GoTo Webinar. It is a great product though. Um, I've used it before, but I'm I'm experimenting with Google Hangouts because I know that's sort of the, uh, around the same price point that a lot of people would would rather have. Free, free, yeah, uh, just your time. So anyway, let's move on to sponsorship, something that you've been doing a lot from uh, or a lot of on your show. And I'd love to get sort of a, a rundown of, you know, when you started introducing sponsors on your show, because I think that's a really important question that people have. Well, OK, I have a podcast or I have a blog and it doesn't have to be just a podcast. It could be any sort of manner that you have built an audience that uh, gives you an opportunity to have these other companies come in and get in front of your audience there are, of course, pros and cons to that. There are right ways to do it, wrong ways to do it, things you have to look out for. But when when would you recommend even starting that process? Because obviously if you have 10 listeners or 100 blog readers, that might not be enough. Or is it? What, what, what say you, John? So I'll run through my story very quickly. When I launched Entrepreneur on Fire in September of 2012, I was adamant that – I was going to focus solely on building an audience because, Pat, I've been listening to people like yourself and reading the books by Tim Ferriss, and I knew the importance of building the audience, and that was my only focal point. I had a runway, and I didn't need to monetize right away. So for the first six months, I was so focused on just building that audience and not doing anything that may detract from building that. I will say at the six-month mark, I had a lot of traction. I had just got done speaking at uh, New Media Expo, which was in January. I had some great guests that were just on my show, like Tim Ferriss and Seth Godin. I was getting, at that point, hundreds of thousands of downloads per month. I was ranking very high in iTunes. So I was actually approached by a company that said, hey, John, we love what you're doing. We actually are a broker for sponsors. Um, would you ever consider having sponsors on your show? We only bring sponsors that make sense for your audience. They will be very entrepreneurial product and service based sponsors. You know, what say you? And I said, well, let's talk about, let's get on a conversation. Let's have the, let's hash out the numbers. Let's see if it makes sense. Cause Pat, in my mind, I had my number and I think it's very important for all the listeners and people who are considering bringing on sponsors have a number. I mean, there should be a minimum dollar amount that you won't go under to bring sponsors on because you should respect not only yourself and your podcast, but your listeners as well. So my number was $500 per episode. I knew that if I could generate $500 per episode, having 30 episodes per month, that'd be about $15,000 a month in sponsorship revenue. And that'd be enough for me to say, okay, let's bring on sponsors, the right sponsors. And for me, that happened at the six month mark. And I was approached by that company who said, listen, Audible, Squarespace, LegalZoom, 99designs, they're very interested in sponsoring your podcast. We can sell you, we can sell out your, your sponsorship slots because again, we talked in this company and I realized, and I decided with their help that two sponsorships per episode was the max. I was never going to go over that and I never have. Just going to three sponsorships per episode seemed way too much. Two seemed like a good number and that was what we settled on. So when that $500 number could be hit, which again was at my six month mark, that's when we started bringing sponsorships on. So that was my first run in with sponsorships was actually in April of 2013. And since that time, Pat, I've been having 
at least one and almost always two sponsors on every podcast of Entrepreneur on Fire. And where it started at $500 per episode, we're now with our increase in downloads at $1,400 per episode, which is why in our last income report, uh, we generated just under $40,000 in sponsorship revenue for January of 2014. That's crazy. That's that's incredible. Um, I have a few questions for you. Why 500? Like, where did that number come from? Like, why was that your minimum? It was a it was a round number. It was a number that I could wake up in the morning and say, "Awesome! Like, I've made 500 dollars. My episode went live at 3 a.m. Now let me focus on the rest of the day." It was a number that, again, I really valued my guests and I valued my podcast and I really valued Fire Nation. And I just didn't want to really sell out for anything less than that. And, you know, sell out's not really the right word, but, you know, I didn't really want to compromise the integrity of just the content for anything less than $500. And I definitely wanted to make sure that the sponsors were a right fit. So I got on the phone with each and every sponsor and we talked about what their products were, what their services were. I tried them out. You know, I got a Squarespace account. I tried LegalZoom, you know, filing an LLC. Like I went through all these different things. You know, one of my most fun memories is Trunk Club um, reached out to me and I said, well, I want to try a trunk. So they sent me out a trunk and it was an amazing experience. So they were a sponsor and that was a lot of fun. So, you know, I've definitely uh, always been a big fan of vetting out anybody who I'm going to associate with Entrepreneur on Fire because I treasure Fire Nation and I would never want to do anything that I didn't feel was in their best interest. Right, right. And that's where you and I uh, definitely align, John, because our audience is, is, I mean, without them, we wouldn't be anywhere. Right? That's it. I mean, we do everything for them. Now, what was your audience's reaction when you started introducing sponsorships? Were there any negative blowbacks or were th- what was the response? Man, I was nervous, Pat, because again, I had gone six months without it. I didn't see really that many people in my niche and specifically nobody who was going to be doing as many podcast sponsorships as I was. I was going to be doing 180 spots a quarter. I mean, that's a lot of sponsorships. I just didn't see anybody doing it at that level. So I was nervous about the blowback. I remember when, you know, April 1st came and the first podcast went out, I like went to my email kind of like crunched up, like, you know, (laughs) refresh. And I was like, the deluge is about to hit me. And, you know, full transparency, I got a couple emails saying, you know, John, hey, I listened to the podcast. I was disappointed to see that, you know, you've added, you know, a couple sponsors to your show. It just seems to kind of take away from it a little bit. But I will say that that was truly the minority. I had a lot of emails from people that say, John, you know, I know how hard you work. You give us this free content on a daily basis. So much value. You organize it. You release it. You edit it. Everything. And here you are. You know, these sponsorships, Pat, they're not super invasive. I mean, it's a 15 second at the, pre- at the pre-roll, which is right at the top of the show, and then 60 seconds in the middle, right before my lightning rounds. So it, it's not super invasive. And they're like, we understand that, of course, you know, you should be monetizing at some point. Otherwise, Entrepreneur Fire is going to go away. So, you know, we'll take 75 seconds of, you know, hearing about 99 designs and why they're a great company to make your logo um, and keep Entrepreneur on Fire around and continue to be inspired by people, you know, that you bring on. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, whenever you change something, no matter what that change may be, whether it's a new redesign of your site, a new logo, adding sponsors onto your show, if you hadn't done it before, you're always going to have some people that are, that are going to speak up. 
And, you know, I felt I felt that negative, uh, you know, I got a little bit of negative blowback when I released Breakthrough Blogging. And typically, if you've been providing value for so long, that negative feedback is going to come from a very small minority of your overall sort of population or your audience. And you have to keep that in mind. It is a scary thing. And I know we love to put negativity at the top of the, you know, at the top of the totem pole when it comes to, you know, we, 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 we spend, we expend all this energy. We think about that one negative comment when there's hundreds or thousands of people who are excited for you or who are supportive. But we always think about that negative uh, person or that negative comment. I mean, it's just the way we are as humans. Um, but you have to remember, you know, A, you have to you know, understand why you do, you're doing that change. And if you're doing it for the right reasons, uh, then, you know, good for you. Well, and you know, Pat, who says this so eloquently, who you've recently had on your show, and I actually just had on Entrepreneur on Fire as well. And this topic came up both times. And that's Ramit Sethi, where he talks about the vocal minority and, you know, how it paralyzed him when he first started, you know, releasing a $24 product and, you know, how it stopped him from moving forward. And, you know, just really for your listeners, Pat, and for my listeners, the value there is just, you know, there is always going to be that vocal minority. But think of the thousands and thousands, that silent majority that are getting so much value that are, you know, being inspired by you literally around the world. Yeah, so there, there's a right way to do sponsorships and a wrong way to do it. There are pros, of course, and there are cons. And I'll start with one of yeah. my sort of pet peeves with sponsorships. And I'm not trying to, uh, you know, say anything about your show. I mean, your show's great. Um, but one of the pet peeves I have with just sponsorships in general is they sort of, inter- they, it, they're not what I'm there for. You know, they interrupt or I go to listen to an episode about topic X and then I get a minute of product Y, which has nothing to do with product X, for example. Um, I'm not going to mention any specific shows, but I don't listen to a lot of those shows anymore because it just got it just became too much. So how do you if you are and you know, I, I think I think adding sponsors, I mean, I, th- I think you did it a great way, I think, because the you products and the companies that are in your show align perfectly with your target audience that's that's obviously you know mandatory i think if you're going to do this you have to have products that align with your audience i mean that's far and that's that has to be the case um i mean if if for example uh you know you started running ads for uh i don't know im's dog food like that wouldn't make any sense Right. And, and there's no value add for your audience too. you by by adding sponsors with companies that align with your vision and, and, and your goals, um, you know, that you're actually, in a way, adding more value to the show by by giving people these resources. Um, and, and what I love about the sponsorship idea is that you are not asking your audience for more money. You know, it's not like you're selling them anything you're, or asking them to exchange money. You, the, the money comes from the company just for a little bit of extra time. So a lot of things going on there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say, Pat, you know, first off, I wrote this article on podcast sponsorships where I really wanted to show both sides because I am a huge believer that there are both pros and there are definitely cons to podcast sponsorships. I mean, I think you did a great job talking about the cons, so I won't dwell there a lot and just reiterate that. But I do want to say that I agree with everything that Pat just said about the cons of sponsorships as an interrupter, et cetera. Um, you know, for me, I always take the time to really sit down with my sponsor and say, 
what are you going to add to Fire Nation? And for 99designs, they, they say, well, how about if we give them a free $99 power pack? So if they want to go get a logo or design and they go to Entrepreneur on Fire, or sorry, they go to 99designs.com slash fire, they'll get a $99 power pack towards their logo to improve their overall um, contest, et cetera. And LegalZoom was like, well, what if we give them, you know, $250 of these really targeted giveaways that, you know, we are only offering to people that use the offer code FIRE. And then for, you know, audiobooks, they say, you know, we will give, you know, your audience, you know, a free audiobook and a 30-day membership where typically we only are giving, you know, an eight-day membership. So this is a, you know, a special offer for your audience. So if you can find sponsors that, a, align with your audience. And my audience are entrepreneurs. They're entrepreneurs and small business owners. So 99designs, LegalZoom, Squarespace makes a lot of sense because that audience uses these products on a daily basis. And it's very obvious that Fire Nation is taking a ton of advantage, Pat, of all of these offers because these sponsors that I'm talking about have been sponsoring Entrepreneur on Fire on an ongoing monthly basis for almost a year now. And Mm -hmm. unless the ROI was there, sponsors would never be continuing. So they're seeing incredible ROI. I'm seeing incredible return for my effort, which is allowing me to continue Entrepreneur on Fire. And my listener is getting a deal for a service they would have used um, in a better promotion or a better um, side benefit to that pro- to that product or service. So if you set it up where you want everybody to win, then there really can be that win-win-win. Yeah, and I think it's important to make sure that when you are having advertisers on your podcast or on your blog, that it is a win-win for everybody. And the, and, and the worst thing to do is do it just for the money. Yes, the money's there, but if you do it just for the money, you're risking that trust that you've earned from your audience. If especially if you're recommending products or you have links on your site or um, you know promos in your podcast that uh, for for products you've never used before or that you know won't take care of your audience. Totally agree. Now, how do we approach sponsors? I mean, you said that. Uh, you know, a, a specific sort of company or brokerage company for advertisers approached you. Not all of us are lucky enough to have that happen to us. Mm-hmm. Um, how how would a show, uh, a podcast, or a blog even approach a company to be a sponsor? It's a great question, and I actually have a pretty cool story about real time how I did it. I was having a lot of people email me and say, "John, like I love Shopify." Like Shopify is just so much fun. Like I'm having, you know, a great success with my Shopify store. Like it was just this theme that was coming up and all of these emails I was receiving. So randomly one day I'm like, I'm going to tweet at Shopify. And so I tweeted at Shopify mm-hmm. and I literally think my tweet, Pat, and this was months ago, but it said, at Shopify, you should be sponsoring Entrepreneur on Fire. Fire Nation loves you. And I literally got a tweet back that said, we've been talking about sponsorships. Um, email us here. <laughs> and I emailed them. I, next thing I knew, the next day, I was on a call with the account manager at Shopify, and they became a full quarter sponsor of Entrepreneur on Fire. Shopify became a full sponsor from that one random tweet because I was listening again to my audience who was telling me what they were using. And I said, well, if my audience is telling me they're using this and they love it, obviously they'd be a great sponsor. Let's tell the rest of Fire Nation about it. Bang, bang, bang. Next thing you know, I've locked them down you know, for $7,000 a month for three months. I mean, that was you know, $21,000 
That was a $21,000 tweet. And there's other ways to go about it too. And another way that I've gone is just go to the actual website of the company. Go down to the bottom of the page and nine times out of 10, if they're a company that sells products and services, they're going to have an affiliates tab. And if you click on that affiliates tab, that's going to put you in email contact with somebody that's in charge of that area. And you just compose a very nice template. And we actually, you know, that's some of the things that we really offer to much success in Podcasters Paradise are the templates, how to pitch a sponsor, all those different things and get, get your response back. And then you start working things out with the sponsor talking about the CPM rate, you know, the, per, the cost per thousands for the downloads. And if we want to get into like the specific numbers, Pat, we definitely can because there's the quote-unquote mass side of sponsorships, which to me is really exciting because, you know, <laughs> the more the numbers work, the more money you make, and it's just a great thing. So that's another way that I've gone about getting sponsors. You know, one was a random tweet, one was doing a little more research and actually diving into a company that I knew would work and getting in contact that way and then bringing them on board. Yeah, I mean, I think the random tweet was interesting, and I don't think a, a, a lot of the listeners are going to experience that same thing. I mean, maybe, um, but I think you had enough clout at that point, maybe followers on Twitter or enough people in your audience also tweeting at Shopify to capture their attention. So yeah. if you have that audience, definitely that's a great approach to, to, to take, especially after listening to your audience and sort of paying attention to what they are interested in or what products they already use. I mean, that's I mean, that's a genius way to do it. Hey, guys, what are, what are the top five apps and products that you use? I, Listen and then approach those companies and say, hey, I have people in my audience that use you guys. Like, you're perfect. You're perfect for my audience. Let's talk. That's really cool. Um, but I think your second approach is just, you know, just, just reach out. What's the worst that can happen? They'll say no or they won't respond. But what's the best that can happen? They'll reply and you'll work out a deal. Now, when do you feel someone should, when they have a brand, you know, I can imagine some people, and I, and this was me in the beginning, uh, you know, being like, oh, well, you know, I don't really have that big of an audience, so they probably won't pay attention to me. Or, um, you know, that's, you know, I, I don't really have that many things to offer. You know, I have a few thousand downloads a month and that's it. Is that enough? Well, so let me presage that by saying there's really two ways to go about this. Um, number one, I'm actually a, I, do, I am a believer that you should have a number, and with my number, Pat, being at five hundred dollars, that meant that I need to be I needed to be having three thousand downloads per episode, which is a pretty big number. I mean, that puts you at a pretty high level for podcasts. I know that you're in the forties and fifties, and that you know right now that I'm approaching you know I'm over twenty thousand. So you know our shows have both continued to grow, but back. In April, you we'll know, talk I about the numbers, everybody, in a second. I mean, yeah, we'll if definitely this is over dive head, into We'll that. get into that because that, that, that is really interesting. But, but yeah. keep going. So, at three thousand downloads per episode, that was equating to me at five hundred dollars per episode, and that made sense. And I think that that's a good start for a lot of people. But at the same time, a really key point I think for everybody that's listening is that the powerful thing about sponsorships is that the sponsors pay a proportion pay a proportionate rate, meaning. They love sponsoring Entrepreneur on Fire as much as they'll love sponsoring another show that may, may have one-sixteenth as much um, downloads because they're paying one-sixteenth as much. So their ROI is going to be the same as it is for me. They're paying to get in front of you know, my 20,000 listeners just like they're paying to get in front of you know, somebody's 1,000 listeners but one-twentieth as much. So sponsors just love the opportunity to get in front of an audience, whether big or small, because they're paying the exact same proportionate rates. So that ROI for them is always going to make sense. 
what I really want to stress is that it has to make sense for the, for the podcast host. And you want to make sure that you do have an audience that is responsive, you know, like Pat's, like mine, so that when you do bring sponsors on, you are providing that ROI because your listeners do know, like, and trust you, so they are taking action. No, I, I, absolutely. And I have to tell a quick story. When I first started introducing sponsors to Green Exam Academy, actually, when I first started, um, you know, sponsorships or private advertising is what I typically called it back in the day. Um, you know, I reached out to these companies. Um, actually, to be honest, it was a company that reached out to me and they did practice exams for this, this, the lead exam, which is what I wrote a study guide for. And they apparently heard of me. They wanted to get in front of my audience. And they sent me an email, Pat, or, Pat we, we want to place a banner advertisement in your sidebar. We want to sponsor you know, y- your brand a little bit and get in front of your, your audience. Uh, how much does it cost? And I had no idea <laughs> what those numbers were, but I was so excited to get that ask that I was like, uh, 50 bucks <laughs> and they were like okay absolutely and then i was like hmm they said they responded pretty positively really fast maybe <laughs> i should have said more and then the next month i increased it to 150 and they're like absolutely and then i eventually got to the point where i was earning 350 to 400 a month for about four different uh companies that were placing banner ads on the sidebar um now, this reminds me of something. Before we get into the numbers, and we'll finish with that, because that, that, that is really interesting as far as how all that breaks down, and we'll try to make it as clear as possible for you. Um, but this also reminds me of, okay, you can potentially have a company come on as a sponsor, but a lot of these companies also have affiliate programs where you can earn a commission if you produce a sale for them. Where do you draw that line? How do you know which one's better? So that's a great question. And that really comes to the numbers of the two options that you can go with. The CPM, which is basically in the podcast world, is a cost per listen. And the CPA, which is that cost per acquisition. And so there are definitely two ways to go about it. And I love for people to start, Pat, with the CPA model. And for anybody listening right now, there's a great way to do that. And and really before I get into that way to do it, the way, the reason why I love that method, Pat, is because that's a way for you to test and see if your audience is responsive. If you're actually getting conversions on a CPA, then you know your audience is really responding to your offers. So then when you take on a sponsor on a CPM method where they're just going to be paying you a flat rate per episode, you know you're going to return it for them and knock it out of the ballpark. So that's a great method to go. So for me, I went to audible.com and I signed up as an Audible affiliate. And then they just gave me a link, audibletrial.com slash fire. So on Entrepreneur on Fire, I would just try that out, Pat. And I would say, hey guys, if you want a free audiobook, just go to audiobook, uh, sorry, go to audible.com slash audibletrial.com slash fire and you'll get that free book in a 30-day trial. And then I was, would see my actual cost per acquisitions ticking up. It was $15 per acquisition. So I'd be like, oh, I did six today. Okay, I did nine today. Whoa, I did 15 today. Like these numbers are starting to add up. And that's when Audible reached out to me and they're like, whoa, you're doing a great job. Why don't we switch you over to a CPM method you know, where you're just going to be guaranteed a certain rate and then we'll sponsor the entire episode. Like that's, we, that's the way that we love to do things. And so, you know, I thought about it and I weighed it and I did ran the numbers and it just made sense. So then I brought them over to a CPM model, which was cost per thousand listens. And Pat, for the CPM model, right now the industry standard for podcasts is $43 per 1,000 listens. So for the beginning 
for the end of December, which is when I was locking down Q1 for 2014, so Q1 is January, February, and March, back in December, I was averaging about 16500 to $17,000 per episode. So I set my quote-unquote CPM at 16. You multiply that by 43, which is the dollars per, per 1,000 listens, and that meant that my sponsors for Q1 are paying $688 per episode. I have two sponsors, which is generating that just south of $1,400 per episode. You know, now that I'm over, I'm well over that. So Q2, you know, we'll go back and adjust to 20, to a 20 CPM to 20,000. Um, and that will just up my numbers even more. So as I continue to grow my audience, that side of the CPM model continues to grow. And again, Pat, we are talking numbers and we can break it down as much as you want to. But I do want to just share with your audience right now that might be trying to write this down like as they're like driving or something that <laughs> I'll send Pat this really awesome um, PDF that breaks this down like perfectly. So it'll be in the show notes page on Pat's um, site. So you will just have that, which will just explain it. And what's really cool about this PDF, Pat, is that this is what I use to send to my sponsors. It's very professional. It looks great. And it shares a lot of awesome info. So people can actually use that template to create their own and send to sponsors for their show. That's cool, man. No, thank you for that. I, that was unexpected. So uh, that'll definitely be in the show notes here in this episode. Uh, and I'll share the link with you at the end here. But um, you know, when you're talking numbers like that, it obviously makes sense to do the CPM sponsorship model versus, you know, if you were to calculate, you know, I don't know what the commission was with Audible, but, you know, your commission times the number of sales, you know, it would be far less at that point. Far less. But for some people, like for instance myself, if I were to get, for example, Bluehost, who is the hosting provider that I uh, recommend and use, um, not for smart passive income because smart passive income kind of outgrowed that. I think uh, I mentioned that, and people were like, "You don't use smart passive, or you don't use Bluehost for smart <laughs> passive income." I'm like, "I don't because I outgrew it." Um, so I am on uh, a dedicated server elsewhere, but I still use Bluehost for a lot of my niche sites and stuff. I um, mean, that's where I started. But anyway, um, where was I going with that? Oh, if I were to get sponsorships for my show, for example, from Bluehost, um, it would be far-fetched to expect that I could potentially get thirty to $35,000 a month from them for sponsoring a show versus, you know, I know that I make that much money through commissions. So you do have to run the numbers. But I do want to make a point there, Pat, is that when you have a podcast sponsor, they don't own you, Pat Flynn. They don't own Smart Passive Income. So what I would recommend if I was advising you in that situation would be, Pat, you know, Bluehost, when you're on Smart Passive Income, you can say bluehost.com slash Pat. That will take them to an affiliate link where you could get a nice, you know, cost or, the, or that affiliate link that you're, that you're sharing with them you know, would send them so they could track that analytics and they could see that their ROI is awesome from that analytics just from your podcast. So they could be paying you a nice CPM for that. But your website should still be your affiliate link going through Bluehost. So you could, in that manner, be, you know, kind of double dipping. But at the same time, they're sponsoring your podcast. They do not own your website. Those are two separate entities. Mm. No, great point. No, thank you for that. And... You know, with that, I want to get to, as we wrap up, um, you know, John and I talked a lot in the last couple months and, you know, he's actually the one who helped me inspire, uh, ask, or he, he was the one who inspired Ask Pat, askpat.com. So thank you for that. Um, because I, you know, just again, the, the brief story behind Ask Pat was the 
you know, I loved answering voicemail questions from the audience. I loved doing that. But the problem was my episodes were already long. I mean, this one's already 50 minutes long. And it would add another 10 minutes to the end of the show. It would often change the topic. And, you know, as much as people loved hearing the SPI community at the end of the show, it would just kind of drag the already long episode. And so I stopped doing that. And after sitting down with John and uh, getting an understanding of how he was able to produce a daily show, I mean, seven days a week. And um, John, you're still a machine, you're a beast. But, um, you know, Ask Pat currently is five days a week. And, you know, I've gotten the systems down. I have a VA in place to help me edit those shows. And that's, again, thanks to John for helping me out to, you know, figure out how those systems work. And it's been going really well. So, John, thank you for that. But you also inspired me to explore the idea and test the idea. And that, again, that's that's exactly what I do here on Smart Passive Income. I, I, I do trial runs. I'm an exp- I, I do experiments. I'm a crash test dummy. And uh, it, it, it would be sort of irresponsible for me to not give sponsorships a try. So I can talk about that process. And that's why I talked about you know, that's why I wanted John on the show today to talk about sponsorships and the pros and cons because I want to experiment with that. And that's why you'll hear at the end of this episode the very first sponsor of the Smart Passive Income podcast. Now, I know a lot of you might be hanging your jaws open just from the sounds of that. Um, but but a lot of the stuff that John talks about as far as making sure it's a product that aligned with the audience, um, and, and, and it's not like we're asking anything for, for, from you. You know, I'm actually providing more value. And actually, you'll hear the sponsor. It's audiobooks.com. I actually have used audiobooks.com for several months. I'm actually listening to a book right now, Dan Pink, to sell as human, which is quite interesting enough, the, the title of the <laughs> book that I'm reading right now for uh, this topic. But um, you know, I'm, I've, I, I love audiobooks.com and I felt like it was a good fit. Um, they're obviously paying me money to be mentioned, not at this portion, actually. It's going to be just a, a little uh, post role. And that, that was my rule. You know, I've had several companies, many of the companies you already mentioned, John, say, Pat, we will pay you top dollar. Like, I've turned down, uh, there was a couple companies willing to pay $5,000 an episode what? for me. <laughs> oh, man. And, and I said no because... Or I, I said, oh, okay, well, let's talk about this. And they wanted a minute up front at the very top of the show and 30 seconds in the middle and then a minute again at the end. And I just couldn't I, – I, I can't imagine doing that to, 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 to my episodes. Um, and also having my audience sit through a minute of something that wasn't related to what they were going to that show for. So I had to turn that down. But this opportunity that came up after speaking to you and talking to audiobooks.com and what they were able to provide. I mean, they're, they're providing the free book download. If you go through uh, audiobooks.com slash SPI, you'll be able to download a free trial. You get a free book, but you also will get, and this is something that nobody else is doing, you get my book, Let Go, the audiobook for Let Go, my best-selling book for free also. Whoa. It's only available for free on audiobooks.com. So again, this is my way, and I hope this is an example for you to show that you know you can add sponsors and it could be okay if you are making sure you're always providing value. And so I'm really interested in the comment section of this very episode. I want to hear your reaction, and you'll hear me at the end of this episode after I close this interview um, with what that sounds like. And again, that's my first time, so we'll see how it goes. And uh, you know, I'm really excited because obviously I'm getting paid for this, but more importantly, I hope it's setting an example for how to do this correctly and um, you know that's not to say you should never have ads at the beginning of your show that's totally cool too and a lot of people do that um, but for me and 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 for how long SPI has been around uh, I really feel like this is the only way it would be possible but it makes sense for everyone and it could still be a win for everybody uh, everybody so 
John, what are your thoughts now that I'm sort of implementing a little bit of sponsorships into the show? Just as an experiment, I'm not going to say it's going to happen forever. We'll see what happens. Um, and I'd love, I mean, the audience is the most important thing to me. So I want to gauge your reaction. I'm sure there's going to be some, oh my gosh, Pat, you sold out. Like you're just money hungry. But if you were in my situation, what would you do? If you were able to create a win for everybody and get paid for it at the same time, would you add sponsorships? And again, this money will allow me to better serve you too because I'm hiring more people on my team and this money is going to go directly to them typically so I can create more products and be there for you more than I was. So anyway, that's my huge long disclaimer and I hope it doesn't sound like I'm just trying to soften this up as much as possible now, now <laughs> that I said everything. Um, but again, just being totally honest with you guys, this is what I – I just want to be authentic with you guys. And so I am getting paid for the sponsorship that you'll hear at the end of the show. We're doing a trial run for two months. We'll see what happens. I would love to hear your reaction because that's what's most important. And I'm going to hear the reaction from the sponsor too to see if you know this converts or not. And and we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So, John, your, your quick thoughts before we finish up. Smart, passive income listeners. I want to say you guys are awesome. And I truly mean that. I mean, you're listening to this podcast. You guys are really in that top 1% of people who are taking this time to better themselves. And what is Pat Flynn doing? He is truly being your crash test dummy. And Pat, I don't think you could have put it better. You are doing these things to experiment, to explore, to test, and then to come back with the pros and the cons and to share with all of your wonderful listeners what to do and what not to do, how they can emulate the successful things but avoid the mistakes because that's what you're here for, Pat. You're here to have them avoid the wasted money, time, energy, and effort and the things that don't work and then take advantage of the things that do work. So, on you know behalf of me like just thank you for being that crash test dummy you've been you know so instrumental in my journey and the fact that you're sharing with me right now that i've had some part in you know bringing a daily pat flynn show to the world is i almost feel like my job on this earth is done like i'm about <laughs> to right. i'm about to hang it up i'm going to go no, swim in the bay pad and just like maybe never come back and uh, but it's such an honor pat to be able to sit here with you and to hear you you know, speak to your audience and to see you grow your business and to listen to Ask Pat. I'm not ashamed to admit I did all my edits tonight for my eight interviews I did today. And while I was silencing out the other track, which takes some time, I listened to Ask Pat and I've listened to almost every single episode. So I know the value, Pat, that you're bringing with every single episode. So the fact that it exists is incredible. And the fact that, you know, just as an outro, you're going to have audiobooks.com, giving away your free book, another free book, and a free trial. It is such a no-brainer. I'm so excited for you, my friends. Yeah, well, thank you for that. And you know, for a while, I was thinking of maybe just soft launching this sponsorship, just to, you know, not say anything about it and see what the reaction was. But I felt like, I mean, I was going back and forth with that, but I felt you like I You can't sneak anything by smart passive income. No, I mean- <laughs> I mean, for one, it's obviously better if I say this first before you hear it. But secondly, you know, it's just, again, being honest and upfront and showing you that this is an experiment and we'll see what happens. I talked a lot about this with my mastermind groups and they were like, Pat, like, dude, you're going to get some negative blowback. I mean, that just happens when you make change, like I said earlier. It just happens when you've been providing value for free for so long and you, you start to make money from it. Even if it doesn't really affect people, people just don't want you to see more, make more money. Um, but, but, but then gosh, I can't remember who said it, Jamie Tardy or, or, or somebody else in my mastermind group. They were like, Pat, you work so hard. You do a lot of things above and beyond. You deserve to get paid for it in one way or another. And uh, I hope you all feel that way too because I know you are all working hard and you all deserve to get paid as well. And so sponsorships can be 
one opportunity to make that happen. And I hope you learned a lot from this episode. John, thank you so much for coming on. Um, we are at the hour now. It's a little bit longer, but we had a lot of things to talk about. And this is a really important topic, I think, especially with uh, the, you know, the audiobook sponsorship coming in. Um, thank you audiobooks for you know wanting to work with me and and uh with this experiment and john thank you to you and and for all the inspiration um i'd love to have you back on maybe we can recap on things i did right and things i did wrong later on would i be your first three-peat guest you would be my first three-peat guest yeah okay then i accept (laughs) all right john thank you so much uh for your time this evening and uh you know we'll talk soon bye bad thank you all right, I hope you enjoyed that interview with John Dumas from entrepreneuronfire.com. And he definitely is on fire. John, thank you so much for coming on and sharing everything that's been working for you lately. Um, it's obviously been working for you really well. And I know it's information that we can all take and use to work for us as well. So thank you for that. And I want to end this episode with a little bit of a story, sort of a background story about this whole sponsorship thing. And, you know, a part of what bothered me about sponsorships on other shows in the first place was that it was very interrupting. It was interrupting me as a listener or it didn't add any value to me or it just seemed to not fit with the brand that I was listening to at all, which is why with those other companies that reached out to me to sponsor this podcast a while back, this started actually two years ago. Um, I mean, some of those companies didn't align with this brand at all. They just saw millions of downloads and reached out um, and, you know, kudos for asking, but Of course, I said no. They didn't align with the brand. So, you know, there were other companies, however, who did align with the Smart Passive Income brand, companies whose products and services I've actually used before. And when they reached out and made me an offer, I said, look, I've been doing this show since July 2010. I've had no sponsors for the show ever. I will not start this podcast with a sponsor or an advertisement. I will not interrupt the show in the middle with a sponsor spot or an advertisement. I would only consider, if I were going to do sponsorships, I would only consider working with you at the end of the show, especially if you could provide extra value to the SPI audience. And the five companies that reached out to me said, no, no, we want the beginning and the middle. And I was like, I can't do that. I'm sorry, I I just can't do that. And when I said no to each of those companies, one of those companies replied, and reached back to me and they upped their price. They tripled their initial asking price to an amount that definitely caught me off guard. I mean, we're talking um, not in the upper range of the four-figure mark, but not in the lower range either, if you catch my drift. But again, I just, I mean, I really had to have a, I mean, this was a significant amount of money per episode. And I had to sit down with my wife and talk to her about this opportunity and really think, about what was important to me. And it turned out that the money part of it was not most important. And so I made sure to not even look at that and look more at the experience for the listener. And I I just had to say no. I, I mean, I even said to a lot of these companies, guys, like sponsorships at the end would be better for everyone, for the listener, because it's not interrupting. And if if they're an audience that makes it to the end, I mean, you can be sure that at that point, they're going to be engaged and listening and ready to take action. And plus, that's right when they'd be more likely to be closer to a computer or have time to visit a particular landing page after the show is over. I mean, it just made complete sense to me. I mean, I don't, I don't remember the, you know, the advertisements that I hear in the middle of an episode, I'm thinking about some of the last things that that person said. And so I was like, you know, this audience, the smart passive income audience, those of you listening in particular, I was like, 
guys, they listen all the way to the end. I mean, trust me. I mean, you're, I mean, those of you listening, you're listening right now. You're at the end of the show still listening, right? And I know that because I've put some fun little surprises at the end of my episodes before, and I continue to get a ton of emails about those things. One of them was a little scary, and I apologize about that, but I still get emails about that. Um, but again, just showing, I was just like, guys, people listen to the end. Trust me. And these companies were like, nope, we want to basically interrupt your audience in the middle of your show. And I was like, I can't do that. No, thanks. And a few months later, I got connected with audiobooks.com. They reached out to me as a potential sponsor, which uh, audiobooks is a company that I actually used and still use. I use it to listen to books. I actually don't read books very often. I listen to them. So that prerequisite was there. I use this company's product already. But then I said the same thing. I said, guys, I can't put you in the beginning of the show. I can't interrupt the show in the middle. Personally, it's just not what I'm doing with this show. And then I said, you know, I would only consider it at the end. And I talked about the whole thing, like I just mentioned about, you know, be better for everyone. Um, and they came back to me and they said, Pat, you know what? We've listened to your show before. We get exactly what you're saying. Let's do it. Let's work together. And here we are. So audiobooks.com is the first sponsor that is sponsoring the Smart Passive Income podcast here at the end of these episodes. We're running a sort of a two-month trial just to see what happens. They're going to see how you know it converts, and then I'm going to see how the reaction is uh, from the audience and how audiobooks likes working with me, and it may or may not be something I can continue to do after this experiment, but that's what I'm all about. That's why I call myself the crash test dummy. I'm willing to see what happens and then report exactly how it goes. And so, you know, I'm just really happy to be working with a company here who actually gets me, right? And who actually listened to me and is willing to also try an experiment as well. And like I said before, I wouldn't be working with a company if they weren't providing value to you, the listener, as well. And we definitely came up with a scenario that is a win for everybody, I feel. And so again, this is what's going to happen. If you go to audiobooks.com slash SPI, that's sort of my landing page there. What you're going to see is in addition to getting the 30-day free trial for audiobooks.com and in addition to one free credit to download any book in their system, uh, I mean they have tens of thousands of books, but you can download any book that you want to listen to. I'm listening to Dan Pink, To Sell as Human for a Second Time right now actually and uh, in addition to that you actually get my book let go the audio version of that which is exclusively on audiobooks.com for free so you get the 30-day free trial you get one book of your choice and also you can download let go my book for free you can't you can't do that through any other link or any other offer that's audiobooks.com slash spi and i want to thank the guys at audiobooks.com for you know, just willing to work with me with all of this. I mean, not just the sponsorship, but for putting this deal together to provide even more value to all of you out there. Um, so I hope you check that out, audiobooks.com slash SPI. And thank you, the listener, for all the love and support, for your honesty, and for being involved. I mean, I really feel like this solution, uh, you know, having the sponsorship at the end of the show, providing massive value, is something that is a win for all parties involved. And hopefully, I mean, we'll see how this goes, but I feel like this might be a great case study for those of you out there who are perhaps worried about including sponsors on your own show too. And again, I would love to hear your voice or your thoughts on this. Head on over to smartpassiveincome.com slash session 97. That'll take you to the show notes and also the, the discussion area where you could talk about this. Love to hear what you think. Again, you guys are what is most important 
But at the same time, you have to realize that while you're providing value with your business, you have to be running a business too in order to continue to provide even more value. So keep that in mind. Thank you so much for listening in and I'll see you in the next episode. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com.